0: Good morning. I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic, and you know I'm delighted to speak with you on this fourth Sunday of Epiphany. Just a quick invitation, if you'd like to join us for Bible study and worship on Sundays, we are at St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street Bible study starts at 9 in the morning on Sunday, and we follow immediately with our worship service at 10. We'd love to see you there if you ever get a chance to be with us. Also, I want to let you know that we're going to be coming up pretty soon into the season of Lent. And once again, as we always do, we have a special Lenten daily reader that uh, we would love to send to you and have you be able to use it as a part of your weekly, your daily actually practice. So if you go to our website, stpaulswillimantic.org, that's S-T-P-A-U-L-S, org, and fill out the form for uh, sending the Latin brochure with your name and address. It's down at the bottom of the page. We would be happy to send that book to you. With that being said, let's just take a moment to rest in the stillness of the love of God. Recentering ourselves in the Holy One's presence. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Please hear our prayers and in our time, grant us knowledge of your love and peace in our hearts. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 21 through 28. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. Jesus taught with authority, not like the scribes. Now, we need to know a little bit about the scribes. The scribes were very good teachers, and as the ones who had the demanding job of transcribing the texts, they worked very hard to get it right. There were no printing presses, obviously, back there, back then, or copy machines for sure, so every time the holy texts were reproduced, it had to be done by hand. Now, as you can imagine, misprints could easily happen. They had to truly know the text to keep the mistakes to the minimum. And it wasn't simply about knowing the texts word for word, it was also about understanding the meaning of the texts. So when the scribes taught, they referenced the teachers that taught and trained them. Now imagine the comment about Jesus's authority that he came with no credentials and taught from the heart and did not reference any other teachers and they were moved by his wisdom it was his words that they were that they were so powerful and they astonished the people we need to take this a little farther to fully appreciate the story about the manifestation of Jesus' power and authority as the promised one that is revealed in this story. Now, what I want to talk to you about is the synagogue. In Jesus' time, there were synagogues throughout the region, and they were structures that were built and maintained by the Jews, but they were actually communal buildings. They were used by everyone for many purposes. They were places for public gatherings, communal meals, storage of monies and sacred scrolls. You went there for the administration of justice. They actually held trials there, and punishments were handed out right there in the synagogue. They were places where the hungry and the homeless and those who were in desperate need could turn to. Furthermore, it was in the synagogue where the procedure to free slaves from their owners was performed. Now, you have to see the difference between the synagogues and the temple in Jerusalem. The temple in Jerusalem was the place where holy worship of God Almighty was conducted. And men and women and different classes of people were all separated into different levels of where they could actually enter into the temple in Jerusalem. But that's not what all the synagogues were about where Jesus went to teach on Sabbath. They were the community buildings. When we read in today's gospel that Jesus went to the synagogue to teach on the Sabbath, there is a very important reason. Whenever he went to the synagogue, he went to the heart of the community, and as in his time, the Jewish people were the only ones who gathered weekly to hear the word of God and to learn together. Now imagine that, archaeologically speaking, they do not have any proof of any other group of people getting together with that kind of pattern once a week to actually hear their holy texts and to be taught. Only the Jewish community did that. And it's it's written and documented, and it's it's clearly proved out uh, in a lot of ways from primary texts that that was actually what happened. It was the ritual practice of seeking It was their ritual practice of seeking to know the will of God and to obey it. And I wanted you to understand that because you need to understand the credentials of the people who were listening to Jesus, who were astounded by him. They were people who gathered and studied all the time. So when they heard his word and they saw that it was astounding, it says a lot about what they knew and what they understood. Also, I want you to know that in Jesus' time, there were actually many, many miracle workers, and there are primary documents that talk about a number of very famous ones. They were both Jewish and pagan, uh, in Jewish and pagan descent. And at that time, we need to hold in deep respect that people understood much of ill health to be caused by unclean spirits. And the formula that we heard today of... Silencing and casting out the unclean spirit was one that was used by everyone. So picture that these things that the people experienced in the synagogue on this Sabbath were common to them in many ways, and they saw the manifestation of God's love and power in Jesus Christ. It was so big that they went out and told everyone with That is why the phrase, at once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee, holds so much weight this morning. To understand that the people who were there, who were seeking to know God and love God, they heard and saw Jesus and they knew what they were seeing was something greater than they'd ever seen before. Now, we can see from this story that Jesus went to those who seriously wanted to know God's healing presence and will in their lives. The only ones willing to gather on a weekly basis to hear the word of God and be taught. And they saw and they were astounded. They were astounded and they went out and they talked. So with all of that power of this story in mind now, what can it tell us about the manifestation of God's love in Jesus in our lives today? Like the people in Jesus' time, we're hungry to know the gracious, compassionate, healing power of God's love in our own lives. They were living out their everyday lives, going to the place where they connected with each other, helped one another, and conducted their daily business. The ones who recognized the power of God's presence in Jesus were the ones who had a practice of looking for it in their everyday lives. They were the ones at the community building on that Sabbath when the Word of God was shining bright to them. So maybe, maybe we can see something in that. Maybe that's what we could do. We could seek to know the Holy Word of God every week. We could gather and share and reflect with others so that We know and experience of the powerful love of God manifesting in our lives when it happens that we will know for sure that we know what we're sensing and we know what's happening. You know, for thousands of years, it has been made clear that as God pursues us, we must pursue God. As we pray for God to hear us, God calls us to listen to him. So what might you do this week to hear and be taught by the Word of God. Amen. other